Oh, welcome to Cranford Radio. Today we're speaking with Martha Papson Garsha. Martha is probably a name you recognize from Cranford from uh, the various things that she's done around town. But we're going to be starting off our conversation today talking about what she does, sort of the nine to five world, if you will, up at Fairleigh Dickinson University, where she is the director of veteran services for outreach and also the ROTC liaison for FDU. Martha, welcome to Cranford Radio. Good morning, Bernie. Thank you for interviewing me, and I'm excited about telling you a little bit about what I do from 9 to 5. Actually, it's kind of longer than 9 to 5. It's all-encompassing. But what I do, along with my team, is we take care of the student veteran. We take care of them from when they just think about coming back to school for their degree to after they graduate and they're looking for a job and everything in between. Again, a lot of people don't have experience either personally or through their family with the military. People who are coming out of the military looking to start school, what are some of the things that they're looking for? One of the things they're looking for is to get through school quickly because they want to really start their career. They want to provide for themselves and their family. They also want to be able to pay for their education. FDU is a yellow ribbon university, which means if you qualify for the yellow ribbon program, you could go to school for free. State schools, you automatically go for free as a veteran. Um, FDU is the largest private institution in New Jersey, and it's much more money than a state school. But because of the yellow ribbon program, veterans if they qualify for the Yellow Ribbon Program, can go to school for free there and get a private education versus a, um, a public education. Now, many college students go to college right after they graduate from high school. It's a new experience, maybe the first time they're away from home. Veterans obviously have been away from home. They've had work experience. They've had a lot of other experiences that a typical high school student has not had. What are some of the things that they bring to that university experience when they start going to school after serving in the military? Bernie, that's a great question. The military service member brings diversity to the college campus. They bring world experience. They bring leadership qualities, their organizational abilities. They're the type of student as well as the type of employee you would want on your team. I get many remarks from faculty about how much they love having the student veteran in their class because that student veteran generally is in class even before the professor. So they're very punctual, they're very prepared, uh, and they take all of their assignments very seriously. On the other side of that, what are some of the special needs that they may have as veterans going into school? Perhaps uh, they're a bit older than the typical college student, obviously. What I hear from my student veterans is the frustration of the traditional college students, say the 18, 19, 20 year old, showing up to class, not being prepared, not paying attention, playing on their phone. The student really doesn't want to be there, they don't care. Whereas um, the student veteran who generally has at least four years in the military, they show up and they want to learn. They earn their benefits, and they really want to graduate. And when I say they strive for the dean's list, they strive for that A. I see them in my uh, resource center, and they're studying like demons. 
They want to be the best. And when they see their classmates take their studies very lightly or not very seriously, it's frustrating to them, especially if they have to do a group project and people aren't pulling their weight. I'm sure you remember being in college or grade school and nobody's doing their work and you wind up doing all the work for that group you're in. It's a little frustrating. These students who are coming out of the military, they've had some vocational experience. Does that vocational experience that they've had in the military translate into a civilian career field? Well, funny you ask that. I just attended a, a Student Veteran of America national conference, and some statistics that were given out, um, can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but the majority of the veterans exiting the military they generally do not want to go into the career that they've trained for. So say they trained for, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my student veterans worked on uh, submarines, nuclear, he was on a nuclear sub. When he got out of the military, there were jobs available, well-paying jobs. From what I understand, the time that they would have to put in, it wasn't a 40-hour work week, it was much more than that. He wanted to get away from that. He wanted to do something completely different even knowing that he would have been paid very well. So it's my understanding, and I've seen it, generally the veteran student, they want to try something different. A lot of them go into the business world. Um, the STEM, STEM area is extremely hot right now, and we're trying to get student veterans to go into those fields, specifically because a lot of contractors, uh, when they hire engineers and such, you need security clearance. And a lot of the student veterans already have the security clearance, whereas the international students, they don't. And those international students, uh, generally, they can't get some of the security clearances that are needed to work as a contractor in some of the engineering fields. Quite often when you hear about students who are freshmen or sophomores at college, they're still not sure what they want to do. Do you find that the veteran students have a much clearer idea of what they want to do, what their major is going to be, things of that sort? When the veteran comes into our office, the first thing we ask them is, Did you, do you have your um, joint service transcript? That will show all of the training that they have gone through, and a lot of times that training will transfer into college credit. But it all depends on what field you're interested in studying. So if, say, for instance, say you're going into the engineering field, those credits may not be able to transfer. So you'll have to be just a regular college student taking all of those uh, engineering classes. If you go into um, another field on, of study, chances are more credits would be able to transfer. So that's when the student has to ask themselves, do you want to just get a degree and get out of school quickly, or is there a specific field of study that you're really interested in and you want to concentrate in that? You're dealing with veteran students, but you're also dealing with students on the other side who are maybe just thinking about going into the military as the ROTC liaison. Tell me a little bit about those kids. I have kids coming into my office inquiring about ROTC, even inquiring about joining the military, National Guard. Generally, they want to do it for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they're patriotic and they want to give back to their country. Number two, it's an outstanding way to pay for your college education. Through ROTC, you can go to college for free, get a book stipend, 
as well as a monthly stipend. When you graduate, you're an officer in the military. You get training. And if you go National Guard or Army Reserves, you're really working one weekend a month, uh, maybe one or two meetings during that month, two weekends in the summer. You're accruing um, credit for retirement. You have a lot of benefits. It's a win-win situation, especially knowing that you're graduating without $200,000 of debt over your head. That's a lot of money for anybody of any age, let alone a 21-year-old. Students who are going into ROTC, they have a major, perhaps, that they're already studying in college. Certainly by the time they're getting ready to graduate, they have a major that they've been studying. Are they able to use what they've learned in the classroom in the military? Does that translate for them? Excellent question again, Bernie. The United States military, specifically the Army, is the largest corporation in the world with over 150 job fields. So whatever you're interested in, chances are the military does have that job for you. Now, whether or not you're able to get that job, that's another question. If you enlist before you sign the papers, you make sure you get the job that you want. The Army will guarantee that for you. If I can give you a for instance, um, my son Jack, he enlisted. He graduated Cranford High School last year, last summer, and um, he wanted to be a Chinook repairer. He wasn't going to sign the papers unless that is what he got. He signed the papers um, before he graduated. He graduated high school on a Thursday night, Sunday night, the following Sunday night. Three days, four days later, the recruiter came to the house and took him, and um, he went to basic. Now, it's almost one year later, he went through basic, he went through his AIT, and he's uh, Chinook Repair, and he loves it. He, you know, but that, that was his choice. He wasn't going to join if he wasn't going to get what he wanted to do. What has he shared with you about his experiences being in the military? Right now, I believe he's in South Korea. Yeah, he um, he's really happy. He's doing some really cool stuff. Um, he gets to do a lot of training with various weapons. Um, he loves to take things apart and put them back together. So repairing Chinook helicopters, the rotor blades, um, he's having the time of his life. He's going into Seoul, trying all the different foods, um, enjoying the culture. So for an 18-year-old kid, I think he's doing pretty good. One of the things that you're involved with up at FDU is providing support for veterans, for new students who are going into ROTC, for students who are joining the military, perhaps directly from high school. And one of the activities took place fairly recently. Tell me about that. Well, when I came to FDU, uh, we already were established as a leader for student veterans in New Jersey. But I like to think things can always be improved. And one of the ideas I had was to bring our community salutes to Fairleigh Dickinson University and northern New Jersey. Um, you could Google our community salutes. Their activities take place throughout America. It originated in South Jersey, our community salutes of South Jersey, but there was nothing in North Jersey. So what we did at FDU was, was we decided to bring this recognition ceremony. It's a recognition ceremony for high school seniors who want to enlist in the military. Not go to college, 
yet, but enlist in the military. So what we did last May, and we're doing it again this May, is invite all of the high school seniors in the eight northern New Jersey counties to come to FDU with their uh, parents or guardians and their recruiters, and we celebrate them, we recognize them with a ceremony. Last year we had close to 150 high school seniors come and be recognized. This year, I understand that the Marine Corps is making it mandatory for their poolies, the U.S. Army is making it mandatory to attend for the recruits, and we're hoping to get a large turnout from the Air Force and the Navy. With them, along with their parents or guardians, we expect to have over 350, 400 people attend. It's outstanding. But Bernie, one thing you need to remember, and I'd like to let everyone know that, it's harder to get into today's military, it's harder to be accepted into the military than it is to be accepted into some colleges. The qualifications besides physical qualifications, mental qualifications, and academic qualifications, those three things really weed a lot of people out who would like to serve. Only three out of ten uh, people can qualify to serve into today's military. Those same young men and women become our college students, and they also become future workers in, in your company, in your towns, and, and they're, they're fine young men and women. For a young person who's listening to this, or perhaps their parents who are listening to this, where is a good place for them to get advice about the possibility of serving in the military, whether it's through ROTC or enlisting directly in the military? Uh, unlike when I was growing up and a lot of my friends and, and older friends who had the opportunity to serve in the military, that's less common today so that there's less familiarity with the military. Where would you suggest that they go to, to get that advice? I would suggest uh, do what I did, and I encouraged my boys to ask a lot of questions. Talk to the recruiters. I told them don't sign any papers. Talk, ask questions. People could reach out to me. I enjoy helping people, especially if it has to do with the military. I could always um, introduce them to people, depending on what service. Each service runs their company, let's say, company differently. So they would answer your questions differently. It depends on the question. Is it an educational question? Is it a uh, technical question? Is it a um, obligation question? There are a lot of things to take into consideration. One thing I'll say is, if you want your education paid for, the military is the way to go. If you want to get experience, the military is the way to go. If you want to set yourself apart from everyone else, the military is the way to go. It's not going to steer you wrong if you have an inkling that this may be something for you, look into it. Because the younger you are, the better it, it is for you. Think about it. You're 18 and you enlist. If you stay in for 20 years, you're 38 and you're retiring. Bernie, would you would love to have retired at 38? Sure. <laughs> and then you could start another career. You have benefits. You have a pension. It's amazing. And you, you know what? Your college gets paid for. Not only your college, but your master's, and if you want to go on for your PhD, you're, it's paid for. If 
you don't want to utilize that, you can transfer those benefits to your spouse or to your children. It's a fantastic situation to be in. Now, all this military talk, you've had some personal experience serving in the military. Tell us about that. Well, I decided um, when I was in college to go through ROTC. I was a scholarship student. I come from Bayonne. I love Bayonne, the holy city of Bayonne. But I really wanted to get out of Bayonne and experience the world. So that's what I did. I uh, received my commission as a U.S. Army officer and was in um, a missile maintenance repair individual. And I also, my first assignment was also in South Korea. I stayed in for a few years, and then I decided to get out and, and uh, move on with my life. Not only do you do this work with veterans at FTU and with ROTC students, but you've also been very involved in Cranford. Some folks may remember the time that you served on the township committee. You've been a volunteer with a number of different organizations in town. Tell us a little bit about some of your volunteer activities in Cranford. Sure. Well, it, you know, it all started when I was um, in Walnut Avenue School, and I was approached to sit on the PTA, and I did that, and then I was approached to be the um, PTA president, and I did that, and then I was approached to sit on the township committee, to run for the township committee, and I did that. I'm one of those people that obviously can't say no. So I sat on the township committee for three years. I was a commissioner, and then I was deputy mayor. I also sat on the uh, Downtown Management Corporation. I was uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce and did, uh, did a couple other things in town. Once you're in, you, they keep you in. You, you, it's hard to get out. But uh, Cranford's awesome. It, it allows you, if you have an idea and if you're willing to run with it, the people are so supportive. They're very supportive and helpful in um, helping you bring your idea to fruition. Have you found that your military experience, in particular the leadership experience that you had in the military, particularly as an officer, has translated well to leadership responsibilities in the town? Absolutely, hands down, without a doubt. What I learned in the military has transferred not only into uh, my volunteer work, it's transferred into my personal life, into my, um, my professional life. I suppose I never really meant to do this, but I suppose both of my boys, I guess the military rubbed off on them through me because my other son Seamus is ROTC scholarship recipient at the University of South Carolina, so he'll go into the military when he graduates. So yes to that question. Somehow what I learned in the military, um, leadership traits, how to get things done, it has transferred 100% into my volunteer work, professional work, even my family. We've been talking with Martha papson Garcia, And Martha, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. You're welcome, Bernie. And again, please, anybody, reach out to me if you have any questions about uh, educational benefits with the military, ROTC, or simply enlisting. And I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. <laughs>